told you loving yourself could change your life. It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hey, it's Lo. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, I am so excited to kick off this episode because... Even though I am tired, and I'm tired for a good reason, but I am extremely tired. I have so much energy in some ways. Um, Even though I feel tired, I'm very excited and energized about everything that's going on. So last week, I briefly mentioned to you about the meeting I was having this week with Jennifer. Um, I post about it too on my social. If you're following me there, you can see who she is and what she's all about. Trust me, she is a very amazing, empowered woman who is definitely paving paths and leaving an amazing legacy, which legacy is what we're talking about today. So this is just perfect timing that I met with her for the first time, but I had my first session with her and it was like game changing, you know, having the title and never having been a title holder before, even been involved in pageantry prior to the last couple years, I have been putting a ton of pressure on myself because, you know, I think you might know by now, but I want to succeed when I do something. When I set out to do a challenge, like I want to do it right. I want to, you know, be all the things and I want to know the stuff. So I feel confident in what I'm doing and I'm educated and I'm doing it right. And I have just been putting so much pressure on myself because I haven't actually been a title holder before. And I feel like by the time somebody becomes a Mrs. Title Holder, they probably have held a title before somewhere. I'm guessing in most cases. And, you know, I just want to make sure I give it my all. I take advantage of the opportunity and I represent the system well because, you know, Mary took a chance on me to be this and be a representative of her system. And so I need to like, make sure that I, you know, really step up to the plate and do everything she thought she saw in me. And when I was talking with Jennifer, I told her then she was like, okay, we need to remove that pressure because it's your own year. Like no title folder runs the year the same way. Every year looks different. So you get to set the path and you get to do it, which I was glad somebody gave me permission to remove the pressure because that's a lot when you're putting yourself under so much pressure. It is a lot. And I think we probably do that pretty frequently in life. So I'm going to say the same thing that she said to me. Anyone listening, if you are in a situation right now where you are applying a lot of pressure to yourself because... I don't know, whatever your reason is that you're doing it, like, stop. You don't need to. This is your journey, your path. You can set the tone for how you're going to show up in that situation. And because you're already applying pressure and you're, you know, worried about it, I have a feeling you're going to do absolutely fabulous and whatever it is. And you will succeed because... The fact that you implied 
you know, you're giving yourself all this pressure means that you want to succeed. And so pressure can become a blocker, right? It can be the thing that keeps you going in the cycle of, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. I can't do it. I don't, you know, and you're feeding yourself negative self-talk. You're, you're just working yourself up so much more. So you can't actually get into the creative. You can't get into the next step. You can't break down those barriers. You're like putting up walls without trying to, you're like trying to do so good that you're actually preventing yourself from doing as awesome as you can. So permission granted, drop the pressure. You're going to do fine. Just stay invested, do what you're capable of and what you know how to do and what you feel good about. And like the end result will be amazing. So thank you for that advice, but also that call, like it, it is part of the reason why I'm so tired because it has given me, like I woke up in the middle of the night and that is when my brain processes. Like I am one of those who I think a lot, there's a lot of us out there, but if something wakes you up, all of a sudden your brain is like, go, 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 go. And like every thought that you probably had subconsciously processes, you know, at like two in the morning, three in the morning. Or maybe from like 1 to 3.30 in the morning, you know, a couple hours. And so that is why I'm so tired because my brain just was going. It was like, this is all this exciting stuff you have ahead. You need to do this. And so it was making all these action item lists and, you know, somewhat coherent thoughts. But it led to me being tired because I still woke up early to go walking because it is hot, hot, hot here, like 71 degrees on a morning walk. And muggy just feels ugh, compared to like being able to walk in like 50, 60 degrees, which I had been enjoying up until this week. And so I, it's not like I can sleep in and go walking because yes, I live in Texas, but I am not a super fan of the heat. And so I have to get myself up in the mornings to go walking if I'm going to walk because otherwise it is too hot for me. And also I don't love being in the direct sunlight later in the day, just with all the skin cancer stuff. And yes, I can wear sunscreen and I will be in direct sunlight. Like if I'm hanging out and doing something, but if I can get my morning workout in and do a walk earlier when I don't have to deal with as intense UV rays and all that, like I'm going to take advantage of that. So yes, I am tired because I lost sleep, but yet I was still up and I was still, you know, pushing through. So I have not quite caught up on sleep yet because the call was on Friday. But let me tell you, there's just so much good. And like my assignment this weekend is really just mapping out, you know, my POV on my platform, figuring out I have two pillars in it. So figuring out like how I want to say those things, what words resonate with it and like building from there. So when I am talking to somebody in public in the wild, I can easily in seconds say, here's what I represent. And they would understand they'd get it without knowing anything else about me because that is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be showing up places and just needing to quickly tell, you know, either other people at the event or like general public very quickly or even a judge in the future, like when I'm going to compete again, you know, after this um, rain is over, I need to be able to tell the judges the same thing so they can clearly understand what I'm about, what I've been doing, and how I'm showing up. And that all leads into legacy. Like, how are you showing up? 
leads into legacy. So it's a perfect segue to this. So just know the call was amazing. More to come. You're going to, I don't know if you're, I hope you're following me because you're going to just, it's going to be a wild ride this year. Just so many things in a lot out of my comfort zone, but not, it's like my new comfort zones being built. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for all the change. Anyways, legacy. I was watching the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning on Peacock. So if you don't know what that is, um, the Swedes, and this is all from the show. I did not do any additional research or anything, but the Swedes have this view of death in a more, I would say a much different way than we do here in America. Like in America, it's kind of, we don't talk about it or, you know, it's a hard conversation. It's not something that you're just like, let me talk about this every day or it's normal, but I guess in Sweden, it is more normal. Um, life is very much a part of death and that I really like their perspective actually on it. Uh, they talk about all the life that happens when death is occurring, um, or going to occur. And I don't know, it gives them a very more, almost more of a positive spin or not a positive spin. I don't know quite how to say it, but I guess in a way more of, even though it's a very sad thing, more of a positive feeling around what's happening during that time. And look it up yourself and maybe you'll see what I'm trying to say where there's a lot of good that's happening at the same time is such a sad thing. Um, and I think that's what they're looking almost at, like the silver lining of it in a way to help. But I guess it's a more normalized everyday conversation there. It's something they just talk about, like it's just a fact of life and it happens. But the show is actually about this the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. And what it means is you're cleaning up your life now. So that way you can live in the moment and more. So like, you know, people collect a lot of things or they have all these, you know, the boxes with all the stuff. And it's about sorting through that too, you know, and you can do it at younger stage of life or whenever, but so your family doesn't have to deal with all of that once you are gone. But people on the show, it's filmed in America, and Kansas has been um, the state that they've been showing. I'm not completely sure the season, but so there's different age ranges of people, so younger and older. Um, but it's just about getting all your stuff in check, you know, so you're not weighted down by, you know, the boxes of things or the extra collections or all this stuff where you're just stuck living in these memories. It's more about like, what are you doing to embrace life now and live in the moment now and, you know, really connect with people where you are today and showing up. And on one of the episodes, there was a mom who had inherited all these things from her family and felt like she had to have them. But she, at the very end of the episode said, I guess I never actually thought about it, but I'm leaving a legacy for her kids. And it was like, you could just see this light in her eyes changed when she realized like she's actually leaving a legacy, even though she's never viewed herself as somebody who does. And I thought that was such a powerful moment. It really resonated with me. And 
it's true. Every single one of us are leaving a legacy. Whether you have kids or don't, you are leaving a legacy on this earth. You know, other people, family members, friends, whoever you're interacting with. It could be a coworker. It could be somebody in a group you're in. You are paving this path. You're telling the story of your life. You're living your life and you know, doing all these things, you're making choices daily about how you're showing up. And it's like, all of that is creating the legacy that you're going to live. Like when people talk about you, even while you're alive, I'm not even saying after, but like today, what do they say when they're talking about you? You know, how do they say what you're doing? How do they look at you and be like, Oh, that's really cool. I want to do more of that in my life for, I'm sorry, but how do they, you know, look at what you're doing and notice the impact that you're making? That legacy is being left because people are noticing things. I mean, even as small as striking up a conversation in a checkout line. I remember I was buying a book at Target and it was a, you know, positive work-based kind of like self-growth book and the checkout person and I started up this conversation about the book and why I was buying it and you know just kind of like my mentality in life and I was like you know I'm all about loving yourself inside out and growing and like doing all these things to make to make you the best version of you and in that conversation she was like wow, this is a really good point. I never actually looked at it like that. Um, You know, and she just said she felt inspired after. Like something I said resonated with her in a way that I didn't quite know because it was a checkout line conversation. There were more people in her line um, to be checked out. So it's not like we could talk more, but something I said resonated with her. And that's part of leaving a legacy too, right? When you impact somebody else's life or like these little nuggets of info that you can share. But legacy can be as small as building, you know, I help somebody realize something in them. It can be, which can be very big too, but I'm saying like in that checkout line instance, it wasn't a long conversation. We didn't go in depth or detail. I, I still know nothing truly about her and she really knows nothing, you know, about me personally, but we connected on something there and that's part of building a legacy experiences. You know, are you doing things? Are you going out and trying different experiences? Are you challenging yourself in things? Are you an avid reader and you're sharing your book reviews with people? Like that's all building a legacy. Every memory, everything you're doing, you know, is legacy. And it's like, we have this great gift where we can look at who we are and determine what kind of a legacy we want to live. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, this is what I've done so far. Therefore, this is the way I'm showing up the rest of my life. No, we have this ability to, you know, inventory what we've done. We can make these big changes if we want. We can stay on the same path we're on. Like, The future is yours. It is your opportunity 
to do whatever you want with. But sometimes when you look at it, like, it's not just my future, but it's also going to be leaving this legacy or this path or what is my, you know, contribution to this lifetime. It's all in your hands. And we all have legacy status. Like we're all building our legacies each and every day with what we're doing. So it is just, I don't know, the future is bright, people. Like the future is bright. You can build a status the way you want. And I don't, when I think about that, it can be overwhelming, right? Like when you're like, okay, I'm becoming a legacy or I'm leaving this big legacy for future people to, you know, be impacted by me. And like, this is the story I'm sharing and the narrative I have. It can feel overwhelming when you're trying to craft something. So just know it doesn't need to be perfect. Your legacy is going to be left by the big things you do or the, you know, the small acts of kindness, the things that really touch people genuinely. So if you miss up, it's okay. Or if you like start something and you're like, nope, that's not a pivot. Like all of it, the ups, the downs, the successes, the things that maybe failed out, they're all leading to future success because you tried them, you learned from them, you're growing from them. So don't ever think like, oh man, I just screwed up my legacy. Like I didn't stick with this thing. I gave up or in my, you know, I shut it down. Like I turned it off. I stopped doing it. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. You can pivot all the time. This is your story. You know, you need to follow your instinct. You need to like, listen to your gut and let it guide you on what it is you want to do or how you want to be showing up. But I always find it kind of comforting in a way to think about like, okay, you're building a legacy when I'm making decisions because it's like, what do I want other people to get the impression of me as? Am I showing up genuine? Am I trying too hard? Am I trying to be like somebody else instead of me? You know, there definitely is that out there, right? With social media, we get these glimpses glimpse into like people's lives and we're seeing the way they're moving and how they're doing things. And it's like, wow, gosh, you know, I'm trying to do similar things. Like, do I need to do exactly what this person's doing? Or I don't know if I can do it like that. Like, no, put your own spin on it. And yes, it's so easy to fall into that though. I have been, you know, part of that too. Like I'll look and I'm like, am I doing enough? Do I need to be doing this differently? And it's like, hold up, Lauren, you present your own gifts, you bring your own uniqueness to the situation. Like you don't need to be exactly like this other person because they're not you. They can't do exactly what you're doing. You're not doing exactly what they're doing. And actually when I was going through, you know, pageantry or like even job interview, this runs through my head a lot. And I have to tell myself, no, stick to you, be authentic because you are doing things in your way. And that is the right way for you because you know, you see, especially like in the pageant thing, like you are seeing all these women of all different ages who are like, they're published authors, they're, you know, on boards, they have their own companies, they're, there is a laundry list of very awesome things that they're doing. And it gets very intimidating when you're like, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe my thing isn't as good as theirs. Like that definitely happened. I, 
I truly went through and looked at who I was competing against. And instead of saying like, I've, I got this, I'm going to crush them, <laughs> which I would never really say because I am competitive, but I am not that kind of competitive. I never have been. I don't have a true, like real competitive streak in me. Um, which I don't know. It's neither here nor there. Like we're all wired differently, but I don't have that. Like I must win even though I want to win. And yes, it was, yes. So it's a weird conundrum, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of am in this weird space where yes, I absolutely want to win. But at the same time, you know, if somebody else is deserving in the moment, like I want them to win too. So it's kind of, I'm not an all or nothing need to win person. Anyway, as I digress, but I'm just saying like, if you are constantly looking at what these other people are doing and you're getting caught up in it and you're like, I'm this is not good enough. I'm not this or this enough. I'm not whatever enough. It gets, it's hard. It's a hard mind game to play with yourself because the whole time while you're doing this comparison and you're telling yourself you're not enough, it's like you're knocking yourself down regardless of all the self-love you've built, regardless of all the moves you're making, the growth you've had. You're just like undoing it. You're chipping away at all that work and it's, you're putting a negative light on it. And it's so easy to fall into that. I've done it in my life multiple times, but it's because of the self-love that you've built and like the fact that you even care and that you want to succeed and you're trying something new that you're going to be, you can pull through, you can turn that back off. So when you're thinking legacy don't get overwhelmed with it. Don't feel like it needs to be a perfect journey because it will not be. I mean, you'll be very disappointed because you're still going to screw up. You're still going to have successes. You're still going to have like failures that you learn from and turn into successes later. Like it's not going to be a perfect ride and you can't be perfect in every moment. But what you can do is you can invest in yourself. You know, you can have me time, CEO days, you can, you know, really sit down and think and deep dive into who you are and decide like, what do I want to show up as? Like, give yourself that. It is such an awesome practice of self-love when you listen to who you truly are and where you want to go and your gut will guide you. It will tell you, but it's like, once you really acknowledge that and you drop this, I need to match somebody else that's when like true authentic living happens. That's when you are shining. That's when you're, you know, stepping into your light, you're developing your own point of voice. You start telling yourself, you know what? I may not do that, but I have this, you know, this is actually really great. What I do here, I am making an impact through this. They don't do that. Only I do that. You know, you turn it into this I do have uniqueness. I do have a competitive edge. I can do this and I'm already doing X, Y, and Z. It's like all of a sudden it's a pep talk. So I just say like your legacy is being built. Be aware of it. Embrace the process of that. Be excited about what you're leaving behind because there is no right or wrong on a legacy. Like it is yours. It is your story to tell. It is your story to share and it's your story to document. Take pictures, take videos of things, 
have them to look back on, share them with other people, you know, add more light, share your light with this world because people are out there wanting to connect. They're wanting to learn more. They're wanting to become better. And you never know what could spark from a conversation. So that's what I'm leaving you with. Go out, have conversations this week with others. Have a conversation with yourself. And just live life to the fullest, loving yourself every second, and realizing you've got everything you need to be your best self every single day. It's like, boom, mic drop. You have what you need. That's it. You have it. It's already in you. So marinate on that this week as we wrap up this pod and join me next week because more great topics are coming. I hope you have smiles on your face. My cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so big right now because it's so powerful when you live authentically, you love yourself, and you built that legacy of yours. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week ahead. We'll chat next week on the next episode of the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast with me. Hello. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.